I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Happy brunching, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Brunch Talk by the Dateable Podcast, where we answer your burning dating questions. Oh, damn right we do. I'm so glad to be back for another Brunch Talk. It's funny because I was at a barbecue this weekend, and it was me and my partner and then everyone else was a gay dude. Mm. So it was like very fun talking about just like the podcast and gay versus straight, just, you know, views on stuff, right? And they Mm -hmm. were all so surprised that the number one question we get is like, what should I do when they don't text me back? Or like, how 
how do I right? know that they like me? They're like, well, when they don't text you back, they don't like you. Like, it was just so simple. Everything was so dumbed down. I know. My friend's been showing me <laughs> the messages he gets on these dating apps. And there's one that was like, hey, I think you're cute. Are you top or a bottom? <laughs> like, just yeah. straight to the point. I like it. I remember, like, we had this conversation with one of our past guests about, like, paying on the first date. And I remember mm-hmm. him just being like, why is this a thing? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like maybe less overthinking. I don't know. Yes. I think so. I mean, that's what it feels like. At least that's what it feels like. Grass is greener, right? But yeah. My gay friends look at like the questions I have and they just think I'm ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, what are you wasting your time on? Yeah. (laughs) Like you got your answer. Move on. Move on. (laughs) Go ahead. I love it. But anyways. That's a fun uh, brunch. Yeah, I'm glad that we have these conversations to dissect. And I'm glad that, you know, we have our audience that still wants to dissect them with us. Because, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes there is a simple answer. There's a very straightforward black and white one. But also, depending on the circumstances, maybe there is more of a discussion, a debate. There's always nuances to every situation. But I can tell you, I know one thing for sure. When it's so damn hot outside, I do not even want to think about dating. I don't want to be touching anybody. I don't want anybody touching me. This heat wave, which I luckily escaped, I'm still dealing with it because I'm back in LA and my AC is not working. So I have to get that in order. And now I'm just a sticky hot mess. I can't even think about dating or sex right now. Well, are you glad our question today is all about sex as you're thinking about that? Yes, I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about sex as you're a sticky hot mess that doesn't want to talk about sex. The things we have to do for Dateable Podcast. (laughs) Oh. I will not melt through this, but here's the question. Do you need to have sex in order to gauge chemistry? Yes. And more details that we got is I met someone new and I'm really into him and obviously I want to have sex. However, they said that they've been burned in the past by moving too quickly. And they're asking if we can hold off for a bit and get to know each other better. While I obviously want to respect this and do respect this, I do feel like you need to have some sort of gauge on sexual compatibility. And for me, that's always been through intercourse. How do you think I should proceed with respecting these wishes, but also being able to make an informed decision? First of all, the success of a relationship and how good the sex is are mutually exclusive, I would say. Because you have emotional compatibility does not mean you're going to have great sex. Just because you have great sex does not mean you're going to have emotional compatibility. So I feel like those are two buckets that need to be visited at some point when you're starting a relationship. But I understand some people do have moral or they can have whatever reason they have. It doesn't have to be moral, whatever. Everybody has their own thing. And some people have their own reasons for not wanting to have sex in the beginning phases of a relationship. And if that's the case, sex does not have to be penetration. Sex can be playfulness. Sex can be foreplay. Sex can be touching body parts, not when you're in 100 degree heat. But yes, you can be touching body parts, licking body parts. There are so many other ways to gauge sexual compatibility without penetrative sex. This is a hard one because I am like actually kind of mixed on it. It depends how long we're talking to. What are the timelines that we're in? If it's only been like a week or two, then absolutely. Absolutely, like keep going with 
just getting to know this person. But I also do hear where this person's coming from of they want to see if there is this connection. I agree with you, like there are other ways that we can look at sex. And I think we tend, it kind of reminds me of the conversation we had with Ian Carter mm-hmm. of just like, we tend to look at sex as just penetrative and not all the foreplay and outer play that we can do. So there's definitely more to sex that could be explored. I think there is like, how do you balance two people's needs is what this comes down to. And I don't think either of you are wrong in this situation. Like it's very expected that you would want to, you know, get to know someone first before having sex. And that should be a standard in dating. But I also see the other side of wanting to see if there's a connection and that sex is a part of a relationship and understanding that. That being said, if you do have a partner that maybe needs more time to warm up than just having sex immediately might not actually tell you if there is that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like you might not actually get that answer because this person has already stated that they need this time. So I guess in that scenario, you have two options. One is you find someone that's more on the same page as you with just how you view sex and wanting sex. There's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes we feel like there is something wrong by saying that, but I don't believe there is something wrong with that. The other side is you let this play out a little longer and gain that comfort on both ends. It's hard to say what you should do. I think there's so many scenarios here. Like, how long have you been dating? What's your feeling on this connection? Like, is this like a once in a lifetime connection? And this is the one thing you haven't explored? I think that's very different than someone you feel lukewarm about. So clearly, there's a lot to like think about depending on the circumstance. Listen, you don't have to be having sex to experience the sex. So you can be talking about sex. Is this person willing to even talk about it? Yeah. In a partnership, you could have hot and steamy sex right out the gate, or you could have pretty bad sex right out the gate. (laughs) You know, your entire relationship is not dependent on that moment of is there a sexual chemistry, is dependent on if two people are willing to work on hot sex and hot sexual chemistry together. And as you know each other longer and you can talk about sex more openly, your sex will get better most of the time, unless there are like anatomical things that are happening where things just don't fit. That has happened to a friend of mine. She just could not deal with this size of a penis. It was too large for her. And no matter how hard she tried, there was just no amount of lube in the world that could (laughs) help them have really enjoyable sex, pain-free sex. But unless if you have something that's the exception, most couples, if you have the foundation for a good Mm -hmm. relationship and for communication, you will get to a place of hot, healthy sex. And in the longevity of a relationship, your sex life also goes up and down. Sometimes you're not having sex. Sometimes you're having lots of sex. So I guess it's not the deal breaker. It's more of the starting point of a conversation. And see if your partner is willing to just start talking about sex. What do they like in the bedroom? At least you can start building each other up for that moment if and when it happens. I love that. And it's such a good point that we often expect to like know instantaneously from the first time how indicative this is for the rest of our sex lives and definitely have been there before where things grow and you get more comfortable with each other and all that. I think the number one thing here is comfort wherever you are. And, you know, like I said before, you should obviously never force someone for consent reasons, but even if they do agree to sex and want to do it, but they're not truly ready, I feel like that's such a worse scenario to be in than for when they're like, 
jumping to do it because that's going to be good sex versus not good sex of like, what is the enthusiasm level for everything? Like you want someone that is like equally psyched as you are with this. And again, that goes back to like, is this the right person for you? Like that's for you to suss out with all of this. But I think like a lot of times, yeah, kissing is not the whole picture. I'm not going to say it is. Like you said, there's these scenarios where things just don't fit the right way and like it just doesn't line up. I don't know. For me personally, the ones that haven't been good, I could tell in the kiss. Like I knew it even Mm. from then because like the chemistry just wasn't there. And like even like things like, you know, the way they smelled or the way they looked at you, like the way, like, did you get that feeling? What we call the vagina tingles, you know, like, do Mm -hmm. you feel that if you identify as a woman or do you feel like, you know, that feeling within you? That's how you know if there's going to be sexual chemistry, even without having the physical act of sex. You highlighted a huge differentiator earlier, which is, do you want someone to agree to have sex with you? Or do you want someone who wants to have sex with you? Yeah. We're not looking for someone to just give you consent. We want someone who wants it and desires you. And if we don't have that, that sexual chemistry will be lackluster because someone's just agreeing to have sex with you. Oh my God, that sounds so unsexy. (laughs) All right, I guess I'll do. Okay, fine. You want someone to like want to rip off your clothes. Or like they're afraid that you'll leave. Oh yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah, clearly we're not talking about like consent. That's like the foundation and the basics. Like we're definitely not saying like do this without consent. But I think a lot of times people are like, well, it's been three days. I guess I should have sex now. Like, that's not like, I really am dying to have sex. Like, those are different scenarios, 100%. And that sexual chemistry, I mean, if you can build it up, I really feel like if you can build up the desire to the point where you both want to just rip each other's clothes off, (laughs) you're pretty much guaranteed to have hot sex at that point. Yeah. Right? The times I have had sex a little bit earlier on, they haven't been as good. Not that the relationship... Again, it doesn't indicate that your relationship's going to be bad, but the sex wasn't as good when you're not as comfortable with each other yet, when you're not discussing this openly yet. You're just trying to use your moves with old people on this new person (laughs) and hoping that they also work. And you can get lucky sometimes, but I think the more you can just talk and build up that sexual chemistry without actual penetration, that penetration will just feel like fireworks naturally. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Vaya. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high I love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M 
HempyHemp.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, you is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think the way to reframe this is how do you make the anticipation sexy? Instead of just looking at it as this person isn't on the same page as me, they're not at the same pace as me, what can you do to build that anticipation? Because I think that will work twofold. Is it one, it will get them more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then two, it will make you feel like things are progressing and moving towards that. And I totally get this feeling of like, okay, is this person ever going to be ready? Like, do they just not find me attractive? Yeah. Are they not a sexual person? Like, I think we don't really know that, those answers, but it's easy to make those stories in our heads. So the more we can have those build-up points, that's going to really mm-hmm. help both parties. Oh, yes. The build-up. I feel like half of sex is all about the build-up. Definitely. It's just like the texting and the little talks here and there and maybe sending some photos. I mean, use your imagination. I love that we can use our imagination in this scenario and really force ourselves to think outside the box of traditional sex and think about how we can get our partners really aroused without even physically being around them. So this is a good challenge for you, right? To use your imagination in this way. I think it's a good opportunity 
opportunity to open up the dialogue to just what does sex mean for you? Mm. Because clearly in this scenario, it means two different things for two different people. So the more that can be an open conversation, the less of those thoughts of like, are they just not into me? Whatever is getting in your way of not actually just believing that it's their own stuff that's coming through. I think that will really help make both parties more sure about moving forward, especially if the party that is a little slower paced here is looking to feel more comfortable. If they can connect on an emotional side about this topic, I think that will help the comfort levels all around. What are your thoughts about discussing your sexual experience (laughs) with a new partner? I think it's good. Like, I know it's like a weird thing to say because you'd ever want to like picture your partner having sex with someone else. And I don't think you need to like give your number or like a list of all the people and positions you've done. (laughs) Like that doesn't, that feels not necessary. But having a conversation of like, hey, I actually like haven't had a lot of partners and I'm nervous or Mm -hmm. I moved too quickly with my last partner and I got attached and then they left right after. Mm -hmm. Like I think those conversations, it's good to know where that person is coming from. What do you think? This is what I learned is I like to communicate how I want to feel before, during, and after sex. Mm -hmm. And this is informed by my previous sexual experience. I agree with you. We don't need to get into numbers. (laughs) I think it's a really dangerous path to go down. I've heard of so many couples. No need. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've heard of so many people being judged by their number. It's like, you can't win. You're either too low or too hot. Like, there's (laughs) nobody's like, oh, that number sounds perfect for you. it or deflates it by 10. So just kidding. Just like heights, right? It's like, hmm, 100 people, you mean 80. No, (laughs) it doesn't even matter. The numbers should not matter. But I do like, for me, my experience is I really like to cuddle after sex. It doesn't even have to be full on like, oh, we're all over each other. But I just like to be touching and with each other and have some time after sex. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get up and do the next thing, go to brunch or have them leave. I personally feel the lowest when after sex, it's like both people are out of bed. I just can't deal with that, right? So that's something I like to communicate with a new partner. And I think it's important that I know myself enough to communicate that. No, I think that's really important. So it's not just your past experience in terms of how experienced you are, but your past Mm -hmm. experience of what works for you and what doesn't. That's really good. I think that's important. And it's like one of those things, like I know you've talked about this on the podcast before, so that's why I'm saying it. Like you've talked about how your partner before your current one it was sexless for a while. A year. Yeah. Did you talk to your partner about that? I did. It was like the first thing we talked about. <laughs> I think that's good, though, because it's like you're getting a gauge of where this person has been. And so many times we take things personally, especially when it comes to like sex and desirability. Yes. So much of that is personal. But a lot of times it's not personal, especially when you haven't really met this person. Like if they're giving you all the signs that they're really like attracted to you and all that, but they just want to hold off a bit on sex. Mm-hmm. then, you know, I think that doesn't always mean that. I know that wasn't like the full question. It was more about like, can I gauge chemistry from it? But I do think there's a lot of that that kind of comes in as a byproduct yeah. of waiting. I think it's always good to be an open book and be vulnerable about what you've been through and be vulnerable about what you don't know. So you can say, you know, as a person writing in, you could be very open with your partner and say, from my previous experience, if we don't have sex at the beginning of a relationship, it's harder for me to have a deeper connection towards this person. Mm -hmm. I'm open to exploring what this means to 
monogamy. It does not mean we have to have sex, but I'm open to exploring and seeing why this is for me and why sex means something else for you. It's always a conversation starter. It's not the end. It's not the definitive answer, but use every opportunity as a way to learn something new about your partner. And with everything in relationships, we are bringing two different life's experiences together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we have to understand our partner where they're coming from and they have to understand us and where we're coming from and meet in the middle Mm -hmm. and find something that works for both of us. Again, we don't want to rush someone, but we also don't want to diminish your own needs too. So like, hopefully that person can also understand that like, let's be honest, sex is an important part of a relationship. It's what distinguishes a friend from someone that's more of a significant partner, right? A relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that that's something you want to figure out how your compatibility lines up. We don't need to be so demure when it comes to talking about sex, even if you're just dating someone casually, right? Even in that situation, even in a friends with benefits situation, Mm -hmm. it's always a good idea to open up about sex and what it means to you so both people can be aligned on that. I remember going to brunch with some of my guy friends and them just judging the women they would go on dates with because they had sex too early or they had sex too late and it was never good enough or she seemed like she had so many partners she was too good. Like shut the fuck up. I wish (laughs) I would have slapped some of these. If I could go back in time and just like slap my guy friends for all those comments, I totally would. But we won't go back in time, but we are here to save anybody who is thinking these (laughs) thoughts is that sex is there for us not to judge other people. Sex is there for us as a conversation starter so we can get to know each other. Sex is a part of us just as our values are a part of us, our family's a part of us. So think about it that way and not in a way where we can judge other people for what they choose to do or not do. I also do think, and I'm going to put this up that women, hetero women, are just as guilty as judging about sex. Oh, yes. In different ways. So it's not like a one gender or another thing. But I always feel like if you wait a little longer because you've established this emotional connection, you're not going to just bolt if it's like mediocre. Like you're Mm going to pursue it again and work to get it to be good sex. Yes. And I think if you go too soon, and again, we don't know from this question, like how long have these two people have been dating. That is a big factor, I think, in my opinion, of what is that timeline. And for everyone, it's different. But having that as a conversation point is so essential. But if it's too soon, like, and it's not good, you're just going to say there was no sexual chemistry. Yeah. Where if the chemistry has been built through that anticipation, through foreplay, through other methods, and it's meh, you're probably going to work to see how you can make it good. I hope so. I really hope so. Sex is a skill that you mold with your partner, just like cooking, just, <laughs> just like dancing, you know, it's stuff that you do with your partner. And just because you were good or bad with a previous partner does not show that you're going to be the same way with this current partner. So it's a great opportunity to dance with your partner and to learn about them. That's a good point, too. It's like we think that sexual compatibility we're like benchmarking it to past people. Yeah. But it's more than just that. It's what's happening current day in this situation. So I guess in short, what we learned from this conversation is, yes, you absolutely can still see sexual compatibility without having sex. That doesn't mean that your needs are not heard, though. And how do you build up that anticipation and that comfort and the conversation? We're also afraid to talk about sex, but let's do it. How do you build that up so 
both of you feel more comfortable about the situation. And then you can work to great sex instead of judging the relationship by sexual compatibility. You're already deciding that you're compatible and how are you going to make yourselves more compatible through sex? Look at that. How nice. (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen and everybody. That wraps up this episode of Brunch Talk. Thanks for sending in this question. It was a lovely question. And keep sending them in because we're going to keep doing these every week. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast with your questions. We want to read all of them. We want to answer all of them. So even if you've already sent in a question, you can do more than one. How nice (laughs) is that, right? There are no rules. No rules. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.